Hey everyone, this is Josh back with Cardboard Chronicles. Today I'm speaking with Jeff, also known as KuCoachITB from Blah and Instagram. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Ready to talk more cards? Definitely. All right, so why don't you give us uh, a little bit about yourself and then also your background in the, in the hobby. Sure. Um, my name's Jeff. I'm married. I've uh, been married for nine years. I have three kids. I've, you can actually see them over my left shoulder. Uh, top one's Ellery 6, Eli 4, and Everett 2. Um, they keep me plenty busy, so uh, cards kind of works out for me because it's something that I can do that doesn't take away too much time from them. So, um, But yeah, I've been collecting. I, pro- I started collecting. Uh, my dad and I try to keep it short and sweet, but my dad and I went to the Iowa State Fair uh, back in 1986 range. And um, they had a flea market, and somebody had bought, they had like a 100-card snap cases of tops, and somebody had dropped them, and they spilled all over the floor, and they just left them. And so my dad and I like went around and picked up every single one of them off the floor, and uh, we were both kind of hooked after that. And we started in baseball, and then uh, in the early 90s, when kind of Jordan Fever started coming along, uh, switched to basketball. Awesome. So what do you collect right now? Uh, primarily just Tony Kukoc, but I also collect a little bit of Robin Lopez. And uh, I'm a big fan of Topps Chrome. Um, so kind of flirting with starting to put together some of those sets uh, just because I think it's just a, it's a beautiful card. And, you know, they might not ever make them again or it might be a while before another Topps Chrome set comes out for basketball at least. So. Sure. Did you and your dad collect Kukoc together? Uh, we did collect together for a while um, in baseball. Uh, did a lot of busted a lot of the junk junk wax era, uh, like '91 tops, '91 Fleer. Um, but my dad really became a big fan of Upper Deck, and he actually decided to collect only 1989 Upper Deck baseball. And he had he had tonnage. I mean, just. If he would if he would have had a hundred Griffies, which is the best card in the set, he probably would have had a hundred sets. So he kind of just went off the wall crazy on it, and uh, he recently actually sold them all. But uh, but yeah, he pretty much just stuck to baseball, and then and then you know supported me switching to basketball. So so what got you into Kukoc specifically? Well, when I first went to basketball, I mean obviously you know. Most people were fans of the, either either a fan of the Bulls or you're not a fan of the Bulls. But uh, uh, I just was amazed at what Michael Jordan could do, and I just liked a lot of the role players. You know, the John Paxons, the Horace Grants. Uh, I mean, uh, Scottie Pippen's not a role player, but you know, he was along with that. And um, so yeah, I kind of started just picking up Bull stuff. I was picking up just some Jordan stuff. I mean, I was pretty, my card budget was pretty low as a kid, so I didn't really, you know, I didn't get a rookie or, you know, anything that was super high priced. Um, but yeah, I was collecting it, and then I was kind of like, you know, I can't afford to, and this was even before, you know, Jordan inserts were 100 bucks a piece. Uh, I definitely had some that are over a hundred bucks a piece now, and I wish I still had them all. You know, like the Thunder and Lightning or whatever the one was, and I think it was Fleer or Fleer Ultra Scoring Kings, and it has it has Lightning in the background. Yep. I had like three of those, and those things are like 
over a hundred bucks, no problem. And I'm like, oh man, I just wish I had all that stuff back. But, um, but yeah, I kind of, and I, you know, I noticed Tony Kukoc, you know, he came on the scene in 93 and he was, I felt like he was an unselfish player, probably because Jordan was on the team. I mean, you can't just not pass Jordan the ball, but <laughs> you know, he, he was, uh, you know, he's good at passing. He was kind of, he was a, he was a big man, but he could play like every position on the floor had many game winning shots and it just kind of it just kind of fit for me to just focus on one player. Mm-hmm. So you've been collecting for a long time almost like what 30 years now? Yeah, so it'd be I mean if I started in 85 86, yeah, that would be what 33 years. 30 33 years. Yeah, it's uh it's been doesn't seem like that long, but yeah, I've been collecting for quite a while. So have you been like in and out of the hobby? Uh, I wouldn't say I've ever really been out of the hobby. I think there was a few times when I kind of slowed down, like when the NBA strike hit, uh, 98, 99 around there. I was pretty disappointed just because, you know, as a kid, I didn't really understand. But at the same time, I mean, NBA, it's not like the NBA players weren't making enough money. I mean, they were, you know, their contracts were pretty ridiculous then and even more so now. Right. Um, but kind of put a bitter taste in my mouth. I still collected, but kind of dialed it back a little bit and, you know, uh, video games, other things kind of came in, but, uh, but yeah, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever really stopped, um, in that time. So I imagine you have a, amassed quite a collection of other things, not just Kukoc. Well, a couple, I've actually got rid of stuff a few times, other stuff besides Kukoc, never gotten rid of really any Kukoc. Um, but yeah, I, I've I've gotten rid of quite a bit. I got rid of all my Jordans, and I didn't really have too much that was like really good stuff. But uh, there's a few times I just kind of got rid of everything. And you know, you always wish that you had the stuff back you got rid of. So I try not to do that too much now, just because it, it's not a good feeling to want something back after you get rid of it. So yeah. Um. So first question that I have for you. Um, most of the guys that I talk to, a lot of the people, I think everyone we've had on so far, at least dabbles in Kobe, LeBron, or or MJ at least a little bit. So what's it like for you to not collect those three players? I think a lot there's a lot of people out there that don't collect those three, so I think it's cool to have someone on and explain, you know, what's it like to collect the other guys? Yeah, and and actually I've kind of I've kind of started a little bit to look for Jordan cards that feature Kukoc also, like if he's in the background. That's or, cool. Um, yeah, and so that's kind of fun, and I haven't done a ton with that, uh, but I think as I go on, that's something I'll continue to work more on. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, they're just so expensive. I mean, obviously, you know, you can get, you know, some of the common inserts and base stuff pretty cheap, but, you know, when you're talking to autographs over a hundred bucks, I mean, that just blows my mind. You know, I'm usually trying to get them for, you know, if it's a, just a normal Panini Auto or whatever, I'll try to get it for like eight to ten bucks. Um, but yeah, and it, it, just the prices are just unreal. Yeah, and so I, I that would just be hard for me, especially, um, and probably we'll touch on this more in a little bit. But being kind of more of a completionist collector, mm-hmm. wanting one of everything. I mean, I just don't think that that's possible for unless I win the lottery that I'd be collecting, you know, high-end Jordans and stuff like that. So Yeah, definitely. Um, so how do you stay focused on Tony Kukoc and not sort of get distracted by 
either new players or sets that don't include Tony Kukoc? Well, and that's kind of tough too because, and I was just thinking the other day before we uh, had this interview today, and Tony Kukoc has zero patch autos before Panini. Um, and that's and that's just so unfortunate because, I mean, so many of those exquisite and just a lot of those upper deck products were just beautiful cards. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was, I mean, that's kind of eye-opening for me. So, I mean, and I'm not anti-Panini, but I just, the, just the mass production that they're doing and just not, I like some of their ideas. I like some of the stuff they're doing, but some of it I, do, I really don't. Um, so, yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought there. We were talking about... Getting distracted by, you know, sets yeah, that don't distracted have... distracted right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I... It is tough at times, and I, like... Usually I'll be, like, looking at something else, and I'm like, oh, wow, I should... And then I'm like, but then if something rare comes up at Coach, and then I can't get it because I was getting all this other stuff. Um, and I think also with him being, you know, from overseas... There's so many releases and stuff that I have, I don't know about. So it seems like, you know, I'll be looking and I'll see a picture for something and I'm like, what, what is this, you know? And then I do some research and it's a product from 20 years ago or something. And then I add it to my list and I have a, I have a Word document with all my ones that I need. And then I have an Excel document with what I have and kind of tracking what percentages I have of... Um, pre and post panini and and autographs and things like that so it's kind of fun just to be organized on that and you know constantly updating it and um just looking for weird oddball stuff that doesn't pop up every day so you mentioned you're a completionist does that mean you are going after everything you can kukoc or do you have like a set list of specific ones you want and don't want um some of the panini stuff just there's so many sticker autos i mean i at first when people were like oh i don't like sticker autos i'm like i don't really see the big big deal about it but i think with just a pure amount of sticker autos they're kicking out for a coup coach it just some of them are just kind of like i you know it's a pretty easy pass and i don't have a ton of money to to put into cards anyway so it just makes it even easier for me to go well i mean yeah obviously at some point i wouldn't mind getting them but it's not something that I'm like, oh, I have to, I have to buy it, I have to buy it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm trying to po- focus on pre-Panini, um, just because it's obviously getting older, um, and you know, some of those '90 sets are just, just outrageous, um, and there is still quite a few I need. So I'm trying to go back and pick those up when I can. So how many cards do you th- do you think you have of him? Um, not counting duplicates, I think I have around 950. That's a lot. Different, which which is pretty impressive for a guy that, I mean, even like in the 90s, some of the sets he was left out of, you know, sure. some of the iconic sets like Exquisite. He actually only has one Exquisite card from when he was playing, um, and it's numbered to three, and it's a Jersey Auto, and it's, uh, and all of them, they sold after the product was released for over a thousand dollars a piece yeah so um i don't have one of those but uh but yeah i mean and again i'm losing my train of thought here i don't know why i'm cool. I, I think i'm just tired but i'll, just, I'll keep uh, it, i'll keep it going for you do, 
Do you ever see yourself selling off any of the Kukoc stuff and moving on to someone else, or are you diehard Kukoc fan? Um diehard coach fan and actually and one thing I now I kind of caught back up with what I was saying but um, I actually have over 10,000 Tony Kukoc cards um, because I'm the because I'm the coach guy um, and so like a lot of the local shows and stuff um, people will say hey coach guy and I'll or Jeff or whatever I'll come over and they'll hand me a stack of coach cards and I'll say how much and they're like just take them and I'm like what <laughs> just take them you know and usually it's just all base and normal stuff but actually a story to go along with that uh, that happened one time and i'll actually show the card too um i went to a show and i probably ended up getting probably two three hundred tony kukoc cards for a little bit of nothing and uh so i'd usually go home and i'd sort them and get them put you know where they needed to go and um one of his hardest cards to find is his 1990 Star Picks Auto. Mm. Um, it's kind of a – they weren't packs, but they came in sets. Um, and there was actually autographed versions. Um, and there's a lot of fakes out there. A lot of people have had uh, a signature on the front with a serial number. They're actually not numbered. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was sorting them when I came home, and this – let's see if I can get that up there. Nice. Um, they actually signed the back of the card, and they put this little sticker on there. Um, it's a little different than his regular auto. Is that showing up okay for you? Yeah, it's showing great. That's a cool card, man. And um, and that's the front. I mean, it's nothing super fancy. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, I believe it's real. And, I mean, I think – I don't think I've ever seen one of those on eBay. Um, I would think that it's at least a couple hundred bucks, if not more. And and so I can't really thank who I got it from because I don't know who I got it from because it was just in the pile <laughs> of cards, you know. And But I, I believe that it's legit because the guy probably just saw Tony Kukoc and put it in the pile, but he didn't turn it over to go, oh, there's an autograph on the back. So I feel kind of bad that I can't go, hey, you know, thanks for um, thanks for the card or, you know, Sure. Give them some money or something, but uh, yeah, that's definitely one of my prized possessions. That's cool because it's not one that I thought I'd ever get my hands on. Yeah, so yeah, that's pretty sweet. It's really cool to see um, sort of like the oddball, like non superstar player collections because usually when I see those PCs on Instagram, they're they're way more complete, and you just get to see a, a much wider range of stuff. So it's really see, fun yeah. for me to like see. PC guys that aren't the big guys because I, I enjoy them just as much because then I get to see like hey you're gonna have a lot more stuff and a lot cooler uh, you know more diverse set. Yeah, I mean there's some guys on blowout their PCs are just amazing. I mean obviously there's Jordan and Kobe PCs that are amazing, but yeah some of those lower end guys I mean they have everything and I, I mean I'm definitely not even close to that. But you know I try to pick up what I can when I can and and. uh yeah, I, I, I definitely don't lose interest. I don't know. I don't know how I just keep keep staying with it, but I do. So, so there's some awesome PCs. Like I like the Mitch Richmond one. Yours is one of my favorites. Uh, Grant Hill, who I know is you know a more popular player, but uh, there's a lot of cool Grant Hill PCs. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones, but all of those are some of the ones that stand out to me the most. That they're not you know Jordan, but they're still awesome. When I think there's a lot of people that hesitate to show off what they have, yeah, and you know, and I, I see, I see their side, but it is unfortunate, you know. I think that a lot of people, you know, they, they had a bad trade or a bad experience, or you know, they post something and then 500 people are PMing them saying, "Oh, I need this. I'll give you this much," you know, 
And, you know, sometimes when it comes to rare cards, no amount of money can buy them, you know, and that's, you know, I've got, I, there's a few guys on blowout that have ones that uh, I would love to have. And I'm not the type of person that's going to sit there and beg, you know, for it or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'd like to see, you know, some of the people's PCs that don't ever share anything. And I know there's some amazing ones out there that are, you know, behind closed doors, but. Do you see those PCs at National? And when you've gone in the past? Um, I don't think I've really seen too much. I mean, I see some guys, it seems like at the National, especially like with uh, Vintage, they just want to show. They don't want to sell anything. And some guys, you're like, go up to their table and you're like, you want to ask them about something and like, they won't even give you the time of day. And I don't know, you know, I don't know if they're just not a good people person or if they're, but usually I get pretty turned off pretty quick just to say, hey, I'm moving on to another table. I don't need to give you my money if you're not going to, you know, even look up at me. You know, I, I, I'm pretty easy to get along with, but, yeah. you know, don't, don't, don't cross me because, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, well, I'm not cross, but you know what I mean. <laughs> not, to, it's like I'm going to avenge you or something, you know, nothing like that. But, uh, um, but yeah, it, it, you'll see some of that at the National. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's, and I think the card group, cards in general, the group of people, it's, it's kind of a diverse group, you know? Yeah. And some people aren't really people, 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 people persons. Um, I am, but there's a lot of people that aren't. So what do you think about blow out the forum just in terms of how it's, you know, how it's changed over the years and how people are connecting more online. And actually I've, I think I've been on blowout since 2011, maybe 11 or 13. Um, I think blowouts is awesome. I think there's definitely some things. There's some people that just like to ruin people's day. I mean, you'll see threads where, you know, I don't want to name names, but there, you know, there's a few people that got ripped on pretty hard recently. And, you know, I just, I don't see the point of that. I use this as, you know, it's kind of an escape from, from real life, you know, something that's fun, something that's not illegal, something that's affordable. Um, and some people just like to, you know, be mean and, and knock everybody down a few pegs. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think blowout's good. I think that some of the some of the, some of the mods kind of do their own thing, and I, I I don't get that. And I don't, you know, I'm not here to judge. And maybe they have a reason for what they do. But um, but I think overall blowout's great. You know, you're connecting with people all over the world. And I've even met some people that, you know, live really close to me. I mean, I haven't met with them in person, but, you know, I've chatted with them on Blowout. So it's 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 good good place to, to meet other collectors. Are you, are you fairly in, uh, active on Instagram? Uh, fairly. I, I don't know. I, I'm on there quite a bit. I don't post a ton, but I definitely need to start taking more pictures of my uh, PC items. I think that... For me, it's tough because I'm not a very good photographer, mm-hmm. and like I'll try really hard to do a decent picture, and it just looks terrible. So I'm like, I don't want to take you know 300 pictures and then have them all look like a five year old took them. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I tried, but uh, maybe someday you know I'll try to find a a way that makes them look presentable, and then I'll start showing some of the stuff off. So so you did meet Tony Kukoc? I see the one with you and Tony. I, yeah, it was actually that was crazy. I. Uh, and that was before because he's an advisor for the Bulls now. So he's like signing a lot all over the place. But yeah, he was at, it wasn't a national, but it was where the national is. It was a, 
I think it was a Chicago Sun Time show. And um, I actually bought an authentic Bulls Coo Coach jersey. It was pretty pricey, but it's like all sewn on. And it was a red jersey with black black lettering and then he signed it with silver pen and it's sweet Dang. but i don't i don't have it framed yet because framing is kind of pricey but <clears throat> i definitely will be showing it off when i get it get it uh get it in a frame so did you tell him that you are a you know super collector yeah, of him it was it was he was a really nice guy and i mean i didn't expect him to be something besides that but you know sometimes famous people aren't 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 cool to meet in person, but sure. he was real nice. And I told him, I, I challenged him to a game of one-on-one <laughs> and he kind of laughed and he was like, Oh no, I'm too old for that. And, um, and then I said, if he was ever in Iowa and he wanted to see one of the best Tony Kukoc collections in the world to look me up. And I'm sure he was like, okay, buddy, move on. But you know, <laughs> I just kind of, I just kind of, uh, my dad was telling me, he's like, you got to tell him something about your Kukoc shrine. And I mean, I don't have a shrine, but, but he's like, tell him to come see your Kukoc shrine. So yeah, it was definitely cool to meet him. And, uh, he was, he was very friendly and, and, uh, so it was, it was a good experience. That's cool. Well, do you want to show us some cards? Sure. Sure. Um, and again, you know, my dad kind of helped me along early in my card days. Cause I mean, I wasn't working, uh, till, I was almost done with high school and and so he would you know help me get stuff every now and then and he went to a card show and I didn't go for some reason I had something with church or something going on and he went and he said yeah I saw uh, uh, Coach first year autographics blue ink which I knew were like super rare and I mean this was early maybe even before eBay or the early days of eBay so I mean eBay wasn't even an option for me at the time and and my eyes got great big and I was like, well, did you get it? And he's like, oh no, the guy wanted like 150 bucks. And, you know, I just didn't have 150 bucks. And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm like trying not to tear up. And I'm like, Hey, you know, it's okay, dad. You know, I appreciate that you, that you, uh, you know, we're looking for me. And he's like, go over to that drawer and open the drawer. And I open up the drawer and here's this, this puppy sitting on top. Nice the blue autographics and actually you know you see them online every now and then yeah but i'm just so scared of of fakes but this is i mean i think it's still kind of undervalued but you just don't see them pop up you know and i know that this one's legit um and yeah that's one that i'll hold on to forever i have the black one too obviously but but the blue one is just you know it's kind of one of those it's one of the first autograph sets you know and it's just there's a ton of players in it um, so yeah, I've always been a fan of autographics and just to have that one is just huge to me. So, um, that's definitely a keeper. That set was awesome. When I was a kid, it was like impossible to get a hold of, you know, I can only see it in, in Beckett and stuff. So it's, yeah, yeah. And you, or you'd pull one and it'd be like some, you know, some Joe Shamo or whatever, you know, cause there was definitely a lot of yep. lower tier guys in there. It's a bummer. There's no Penny Hardaway in that. That's a oh, bummer. I know, and yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely some of those, and like Kobe too. I don't think he ever had autographics. Um, so yeah, it is unfortunate that some of those those guys didn't did never get one made because I think that those sets are just one of the coolest ones. I've always I've always kind of thought about it, and I'm like, no, because you know, obviously, there's a ton of you know some of the short print ones, and and you know, like the Pippin, and some of those other ones are are just ridiculously expensive. So. So yeah, um, do you want me to show off a few more? Keep it going, man. 
keep it going. Um, I mean, I could show off all my refractors, and obviously this one, the first year uh, refractor, rookie refractor. He re the one thing about Kukoc is he really doesn't have um, many rare rookie cards. I think that's probably the rarest one. It's not numbered. Um, so that's kind of unfortunate, but I have a, I probably have over, <clears throat> I have over 2000 Kukoc rookie cards just because I, I don't know. People just give them to me, you know, and I'm right. like, well, I'm going to not take them. Uh, so I'll come home and my wife's like, what do you got? And I'm like, oh, I got some Kukoc cards. She's like, well, are there any you need? And I'm like, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> Cause she's like, do we really need, you know, our house is going to be made out of Kukoc cards. Here. <laughs> so I'm like, well, that, you know, that'd be okay. You know, there's not a problem with that. So. I need you to have your real uh, shrine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and actually, I have, I have every Kukoc refractor except the one of ones, um, and that was, and thanks to a uh, twenty-seven guy, he actually, uh, he bought a big bolts collection. He actually gave me a really good deal on, on some of the cards I needed for my PC. And uh, big shout out to him. And actually, I could shout out to a bunch of guys, um, Dewan Wagner. Uh, he's helped me out with my collection many times. Um, M Go Blue, he's kind of dialed back, but his Weber collection when he had it was just amazing. Um, G Slayton sent me stuff. And I mean, a lot of these guys, they send me stuff and they're like, I don't want anything in return. And it just blows my mind that, you know, that people, you know, not only do they send me stuff, but they send it in a bubble mailer and they send it with tracking. And it's like, you know, <laughs> it's like five, six bucks. And I'm like, what, you know, obviously I appreciate it, but I'm like, you don't have to send it, you know, top of the line, you know, just send it in a padded envelope and it'll sure. eventually get to me, you know? Sure. But yeah, definitely. I mean, some of those guys have helped me with my PC so much and don't ask for anything in return. And I think that's, you know, it's kind of what the hobby's about. I mean, obviously I'm not going to send you a LeBron James autograph. I'm sorry. Well, I don't have any, but you know, even if I did, that's just not, you know, I don't have, if I have, a couple hundred dollar card, I'd I'd probably sell it before I send it to somebody. Sure, but sure. um but yeah I had and not to get too far off topic, but I had a LeBron James Topps Chrome rookie refractor and I bought it for forty bucks <sighs> soon after the release <laughs> and I sold it for like a hundred bucks and I'm like, oh my gosh. It just it just hurts. It hurts. That's probably my biggest biggest regret. Well they're only sixty four hundred now. I'm yeah, just, yeah. Just I'm like, I'm like, if I would have sold that, I could have bought a PMG Green Ku Coach and had some money left over, probably. You know? And it's like, oh man, you know, and you, you know, you make mistakes, but uh, at least I didn't sell something Ku Coach, you know. And sure, really regret. Uh, it. And this one, I think you'll like um, the UD Game Jersey Ku Coach. Yep. Um, I actually got this, and I think when they first came out. Uh, back when Beckett was maybe somewhat relevant, uh, I think that was about 150 bucks, and they kind of went up to before kind of there was a lull before stuff started to kind of increase in price, and I think I got it off eBay for less than 100 bucks. It was like 90 bucks, and um, I've had guys offer me like three, four hundred bucks for it, and I'm like, oh well, that'd be awesome, but. I'd never be able to replace, you know, it'd be hard to replace. So yeah, it's this. definitely locked in there. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's a beauty. I love um, how much, uh, crossover we have, like the rookie refractor, you know, I have the hard way. And then obviously that game Jersey, I have the hard way of that. It's cool to see 
you know the the shared collection we have just different players oh yeah definitely and i mean that um just with my research you know i found about found all different kinds of rare oddball stuff and like i was telling you about that penny hardaway uh minted in springfield gold and i'll send you a picture of it um nobody really knows the story behind him but mm-hmm. it's actually where that that copper logo is it's actually gold and i don't know if it was a mistake or if it was something that was backdoored at the tops i don't know and i've seen a few others um but yeah, it's just like stuff like that. That's the kind of stuff I kind of search for too. Yeah. Because there's just a lot of, you know, and there's a lot of stuff that was never really put into products and just a lot of unknowns. So it's kind of interesting to find some of that stuff and try to find out more about the story of it. So I, I, I enjoy that. Enjoy doing a little research. Yeah. Um, one thing I do like about Panini is their silhouettes. And this is a first-year silhouette patch auto. That's cool. Out of uh, 25. Actually, I didn't realize it was 25. I thought it was a little more than that. Um, and I got a steal of a deal on it. They were going for about 300 bucks. And my wife and I were sitting in a movie, and and one popped up, and they had buy it now 100 bucks. And I was like, can I spend 100 bucks? And she said, on what? And I said, what do you think? Because usually <laughs> whenever, you know, I want to spend some money, it's coach, you know. And she's like, fine. So I bought it, you know, bought it off my phone on eBay, you know, in the movie theater. But uh but yeah, that one's that one's a keeper too. Um, just trying to see here. Also, also along with the uh, preferred, um, the booklets. At first, I really didn't like them, but some of those patch ones are pretty sweet. And actually, um, this is uh, the European one. Um, Move it back a little bit. Numbered out of twenty-five. What was that? Move it back just a little bit. Sure. Um, and the Ku Coach is multicolored on there. And I actually have two of these, two of the 25. Um, and I wish I had some of the other primes, but this is the other one. The Kukoc is white, but the uh, the Storyokovich, I think it's Storyokovich, how you say it, the patch on that is like super sweet. That's cool. Um, so I've, been, I've contemplated getting rid of one of them to get a different card, but right now they're both still, still with me. So, um, and I got a few more to share, but... I want to make sure we're not running out of time and make sure that uh, we get like, anything else covered you want to. We doing like, good on time? or Maybe like two more cards. Two more cards. Um, upper Deck Reflections, Compare and Contrast, Octo Jersey. It's just fun to say Octo Jersey. Um, this is like, you don't see these very often. Um, uh, one site had Raptors. All Raptors guys, not really anybody you've ever heard of except maybe Chris Bosch. And the other side, it has uh, Ku Coach and one one underrated dunker, in my opinion, uh, Desmond Mason. It also has a former Iowa State player, Marcus Pfizer. Uh, not too many fans of Marcus Pfizer out there, but I think it's cool that an Iowa State alum's on it. Um, but yeah, that card's sweet. And actually, I, I just recently, probably in the past couple of years, got one of those. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just a really cool card. And they're numbered to 25. And there's some pretty nice ones in that set, too. Um, but yeah, and last but not least, and I'll show these two together. Um, these are some of Kukoc's very first cards. Um, on my left, your right, is the, I think it's Gigantes sticker. It was made in 1988. So wow. he was drafted in 90. But didn't come to the Bulls till '93, and then the one on the right is, or my right, your left is the CAO Muflon Yugoslavian, which I'm probably 
totally getting those names wrong, but that's the way I say them. Um, so it's just neat to, you know, it seems like I'm constantly uh, oddity cards on blowout. He has the craziest foreign stuff. Yeah. You can always find something there that, that and he's, yeah, I've bought off him a few times and he, he definitely knows his stuff. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're a completionist, he's a guy you need to talk to. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy it. It's, it's a good time. You know, I enjoy blowout. I mean, sometimes people get a little hot headed. I get a little hot headed sometimes, but you know, I try not to say something I shouldn't on blowout because you know, it's, it's something that's fun. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good time. You know, it's guys talking about cardboard and you know, it's just, it's fun for me. So definitely. Well, I appreciate it. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. no, go ahead. Um, I was just gonna say, I'm really bummed that I'm not going to be at the national and, yeah. and I know you'll have a good time. Um, basketball isn't, isn't as prevalent there as you probably want it to be, but there is, a, there is a decent amount of basketball there. Um, and just meeting the guys too is really cool. Um, but yeah, definitely have a good time. Let me do definitely do a write up or a, or do a, a podcast of some of your highlights of the uh, national because it's definitely it's a huge experience. So yeah, I'll definitely try to I'll try to get some of that on film. Try to get some of the at least some of the other basketball guys and get some of our you know hangouts on on camera. Definitely. All right. Well, I appreciate having you on, and uh, I appreciate you coming on. This is awesome. I really like seeing your. Hearing about your PC, Definitely. hearing about Kukoc and all your great stories. So I will. Right. Well, uh, thank you very much for your time and look forward to seeing the other videos that are coming up in the near future. So I got, got some good ones coming. I will look out for Kukoc when I'm in Cleveland. I appreciate it. And I will send you pics. All right. Sounds good. All right. I'll talk to you later.